Welcome to the Political Pharmacist Podcast, the first podcast to focus on the political side of pharmacy. Here's your host, Eric Geyer. Welcome, Political Pharmacist Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Geyer, and with me today I have someone who I like to refer to as my intern on this podcast, Carl Palladino. He's a P3 at Neomed over there in Rootstown, Ohio. He's a student that, like I said, I've helped advise for numerous different things, but also with just pharmacy school in general. He's also admin for the pharmacy staff for COVID-19 support Facebook group, so he helps me do a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff there for filtering uh, some of the posts, comments, and kind of bouncing ideas off them for some of the stuff we share there. Hey, Carl, thanks for coming on the podcast finally. And uh, what part of pharmacy are you looking to practice in once you graduate? Well, first off, hello, Eric, and thank you for inviting me on. I definitely think I want to practice in uh, ambulatory care. I know it's a big, wide field. Um, I probably want to focus in, you know, either like cardio or diabetes, um, even even both if that's possible, um, because, you know, they're kind of related as well. Yeah, no, I think that's a definitely a burgeoning field and something we're seeing a lot with just pharmacists getting our knowledge in there. So I think that's a good field to go into. I think you're going to be great at it. Like I said, I've kind of been advising you for a while, and I'm always here to help people like that, especially Carl, since I know you pretty well for a few different organizations we're involved in. So this episode mm-hmm. is going to be a little different. We're going to kind of go through some things we're thankful for this year, and there's going to be like a lot of honesty, a lot of just kind of open discussion, a little more lighthearted, but we are going to hit some few things on some of the politics that have happened in the past year, kind of as a little bit of a kind of a thankful recap. So I'm going to start us out here. And one thing I'm thankful for was the Arkansas Pharmacists Association, as well as their attorney general, Arkansas, Leslie Rutledge. They really did some of the biggest work we've seen in pharmacy in decades with lifting this PBM lawsuit all the way to the Supreme Court. Huge step in highlighting the issues that pharmacies, small towns, governments, and patients are facing when it comes to some of those PBMs. So have you been following that at all, Carl? Yeah, of course I've been following it, man. I mean, it could be some change in legislation. Yeah, I've been following it. <laughs> yes. So what are you thankful for also, Carl? Uh, well, the first thing I'm thankful for is the definitely the student loan um, interest accrual uh, pause. That's you know, definitely going to be saving me a lot of money down the road. Uh, <laughs> you know, in these tough times we're having, that's uh, one good thing that I guess I could take out of it. Yeah, and we might see some more progress with that the, with the the new administration coming in under Joe Biden to see what they're going to do. They've been a lot of hot topics there, so that'll be something to keep keep looking at. That maybe might be one of the uh, bright spots to come out for college graduates out of COVID. Another thing that I'm thankful for. And this one is kind of a little bit more personal with me with some of the people who've reached out with some of the COVID topics. But Ellen Gabler at the New York Times has been amazing with writing up kind of issues that have been facing pharmacy, especially retail pharmacy and community pharmacy in the past year, literally since January of this year. Irene Chang from Business Insider has also done this. Carolyn Chen and Ava Kaufman also from ProPublica did bang up jobs and writing some amazing articles that really kind of focus on COVID pharmacy and kind of the the focus that's really been placed on our shoulders here as kind of the vaccine distributors for flu, COVID and everything. And there's more, I'm probably forgetting. Those are just the ones off the top of my head. So that's something that I'm really thankful for. What else are you thankful for, Carl? Another pharmacist got elected to the House of Representatives, and that's, you know, always great for our profession, Diana Harshberger and pharmacy owner Jerry Carl. Uh, and this, you know, brings more people who know our issues to the Hall of Congress and can really help, you know, fight for us to get that provider status that, you know, we work so hard to try to obtain. Yeah, and I think it's huge because we now have three people, not just represented Buddy Carter, who's been on the podcast previously, who really now understand the business behind what we do. And I'm really hoping, like Representative Carter said, they can reach across the aisle to Get some of those things that everyone looks at that knows we need to get it fixed, fixed, so that 
we can do our jobs better, use our knowledge better to help really take care of our patients. So that's a, that's a good call out there, Carl. Mm-hmm. Another one I'm thankful for here, again, I'm kind of going a little bit some of the media route, but the Columbus Dispatch, if any of the listeners haven't listened to that, I really think you need to go back and consider signing up for a year, a year subscription to them. They keep pushing out more and more topics on PBMs, drug prices, pharmacy, healthcare, payment models, things like that, that is just eye-opening. I mean, even as a pharmacist myself who follows the stuff, I've learned things from that. I think there are over 100 articles now. Some of them are behind a paywall, um, but their side effects series and things like that is just amazing. So I definitely think people should go and uh, go and follow that. What else do you have there, Carl? Well, I've been definitely um, thankful for 46 Brooklyn. Uh, you know, a lot of their research has shown and exposed some of the drug pricing issues. And it really is amazing to get that data out. And, you know, obviously you and me see it, prices and the issues, but to get that out to the public can really help, you know, change, you know, some laws and get some decisions done that benefits the patient, really. Yeah, 46 Brooklyn does an amazing job. I've actually met the uh, the founders of it, Antonio Chacha and Eric Packman, and they are just doing this as a nonprofit, and the stuff that they put out there is amazing. They have some deep dives into drugs like, I think it was omeprazole, and things like that that are just untouched by anybody else in the market. And, I mean, they have some incredible deep dives. I think, I swear to God, one's like 80 pages or something like that. Really long. But then they have some other things that are much shorter, and they really follow the, the trends of drug prices and specific like ones that were big movers over a given period of time. And I'll tell you what, man, the research they pump out is literally the Wall Street quality in-depth research that it can be a little dry, but, man, is it informative. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sure that I mean, everything he does is normally pretty good for pharmacy and for patients. So, you know, anything that he puts out, it's definitely worth the read. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He's a, he, he might be a lobbyist, but I think he gets a bad rap because as much as I talk to him, everything he does is generally for the heart and looking at from a patient perspective. But just kind of throwing that out there for some of the listeners who might not know Antonio Chacha so much, as, even though I've mentioned him numerous times on this podcast. <laughs> um I'm thankful for all the major pharmacy organizations. Right now, they really seem to be moving in lockstep when it comes to some of the issues we're facing, whether it's PBM reform, provider status, the stress levels that we're facing and that they know we're going through on the front lines and retail, but also in hospital and other areas as well. And they're really keeping their messaging constant, clear, and to the point. And it's not just APHA, who I brought up numerous times on this podcast, but NCPA, uh, ASHP, all of them have been really in lockstep moving forward, especially with COVID since it really hit us. And I think that's key when it comes to seeing some of these progress being made with some of these legislative issues like Carl touched on with some of the new representatives who are coming in. I think that's going to be huge to move this forward. What else do you have over there, Carl? I just want to, you know, give my thanks out to all the pharmacists, um, you know, out there that have been working this whole time, going through all the stresses and the issues, and especially the ones that, you know, have really spoken up when, you know, issues arise, like the hydroxychloroquine, getting the PPE and plexiglass up, the discussions they're doing into the major new outlet news outlets and on, you know, the COVID-19 Facebook group, you know, really helps get that change going because, you know, the more stuff that's out there, the more the general population will see. And that can, you know, obviously get more voices going and more, you know, things done. Yeah. And Carl's, I, I, you know, I kind of joke that he's like my intern just because I know him pretty well. And through some of our, like I said, some of the organizations we're involved in. And it's kind of interesting that at this time I can show him kind of what it's like to help manage big groups of people. That was not my intent when, I, when me and uh, Steve helped start this or anything like that. But it, he's getting to see kind of some of the craziness that we have to deal with as pharmacists from misinformation, disinformation, which I just saw Joey Mattingly tweeted out 
that there was a, I think it was a JAMA article, maybe it was Journal of American Pharmacists Association, either way, that pharmacists are helping fight uh, dis and misinformation on the front lines and kind of asking if that's part of our duties of our job. What do you think as a, as a pharmacy intern, do you think your role is in misinformation with the public? Every time, um, you know, at work, I get patients coming up to me asking me questions, uh, you know, about every type of over-the-counter product, natural product, and a lot of them, you know, talk, come up with these questions that you could tell come from a place of misinformation. So to be able to correct that, to make sure they don't do anything that, uh, you know, can cause any harm to themselves or their loved ones is always, uh, you know, very rewarding to me and I'm sure to the rest of us as well. Yeah, and it can be tough too because like you said, sometimes those conversations aren't easy. They're dead set and dead set in what mm-hmm. they believe. And it's not that we're trying to change your beliefs. We're just trying to present you with the facts to make the best decision you can. And that can be pretty tough sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what else are you thankful for there when it comes to, uh, to pharmacy stuff? Well, I'm thankful for the patients that, um, you know, are advocating for our profession. Uh, you know, their voices um, really need to be heard. And they, I think personally that pharmacists can play a huge role in helping to empower and support them. Florida Bosing was amazing, and young people like Soli Leal are great, and even my current state rep, Randy Kleitz, who's actively working to pass laws that help protect people and pharmacy. Um, even though, unfortunately, she did not win um, her election, I really hope to be able to work with her in the future as she lives, you know, right in the my neighborhood around Richtown there and has done um, you know, a lot of – presented a lot of good legislation for pharmacy and patients. Yeah, she really hits a unique niche of not just like I want to say pharmacy advocate or anything like that, but really just taking it from the the patient care side when she's passing or writing laws. And a lot of times it just happens to benefit pharmacy at the same time. So it's kind of like a nice to nice to work with someone like that. And I I have no no issue that she's not going to be hanging around more passing or presenting some of these laws and ideas to legislators, especially since she has Mm -hmm. a bigger voice now. So I, I look forward to you hopefully working with her sometime in the near future. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything, um, anything that could benefit the patients that ends up benefiting us is a win-win, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And usually also helps, you know, save money in the long run too. So, uh, yeah, one thing I'm, th- oh yeah. One thing I'm thankful for, um, the, the vaccines, it looks like now we finally, finally have a damn vaccine that's going to help fight COVID and whether it's Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna, Pfizer look like they're 95 percent effective or more which is amazing astrazeneca is looking to be i think it was around 90 percent it's also one i was just reading that looks like cuba also has one that's coming out which we probably won't get here in america but the more i'm seeing companies you know really or these places dive into science and come up with a vaccine so fast really speaks that it can be done like this isn't a one-off thing being pushed by just the u.s government this is really being done all over and you know pfizer didn't even take any money from operation warp speed which i think is kind of amazing that they just put their put their money where their mouth was and says, we can do this. Here we go. And you know, these vaccines look really amazing. There's only like there's a whole lot of side effects so far. I'm going to be first in line to get them as soon as I can. I do want to see the data first, but that's just always me being a nerd. I'm sure you're the same way, Carl. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, I, I do hope their numbers are all accurate for everything we're seeing. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna be first in line because I know where I work is just one of the hardest hit places in my state of Ohio. And it's, you know, one of those things I really want to make sure that I protect myself and my family and my patients for at the same time. What else are you thankful for, Carl, or before we uh, wrap this up? Share my thanks for all the patients that really understand that this is trying times for us as well. It puts a smile on my face when a patient comes in and they're very understanding about everything and, you know, all the changes we're going through because of COVID. Um, and, you know, Leonard, because, you know, some patients kind of expect it to be like it always was. And that just adds, you know, extra stress and pressures on us in already a very high stress area before COVID was even a thought. 
So it's nice to have some, you know, patients that come in and are very understanding and work with us and, you know, are very polite. And it's just I want to give thanks for them because they put a smile on my face and get me through my shift. <laughs> I'll definitely say that. Yeah, as much as we we all remember those uh, people who come in yelling at us about wearing a mask and why it's their right and, you know, whatever tangent they want to go on. I am thankful that so many of my patients, when they see me tell someone, hey, you got to put a mask on if you want service here, that they really back me up on that. And they're like, hey, thanks for you know, saying something to that guy. Like we're seeing that appreciation now. We're all we're all burnt out of it. So are our patients of COVID. But it's really nice to hear, you know, those people remind you that like you're doing the right thing. Keep it up. I can't say that enough. The, uh, the Alicia Keys song, I think it's called Good Job, still is a little bit of a tearjerker for me just because <laughs> it hits home with uh, – everything we're going through with COVID. So I, if someone wants to go listen to something, I think that's a great thing to listen to for uh, Thanksgiving time, even though it's not a normal Thanksgiving song per se, but it really, really hits home if you work in healthcare. I'm also oh, thankful. I'm thankful for the pharmacy technicians. I just want to actually call you guys out specifically because we've heard pharmacists so many times, you know, about things we have to do, duties we have to perform, vaccines we have to give. But I really want to say thanks to the pharmacy techs. We've seen our cuts. We've seen everything. And I mean, they're as much as a frontline hero as a pharmacist, a nurse, a doctor. I don't care where you are, if you're in the hospital or if you're in the retail pharmacy, if you will, because they're having to you know, make interpretations and talk with people and share things that we're sick of repeating over and over again. And, and many kind of times they've really had to step up right now to really help meet patient needs. And it could just be silly things like, you know, making sure people are compliant with masks, but all the little interactions, handling money in a time when, you know, this is something that can be passed physically that, that is just amazing. And even though you guys don't wear the white coat, if a pharmacist wears a cape, you know, could wear a cape and is the frontline hero, you guys should have one too. So I want to make sure to say thanks to the pharmacy technicians. What else do you have there, Carl? Really just, I would definitely want to piggyback with that technicians, you know, without them, we wouldn't be able to, our profession wouldn't work. So, you know, they definitely deserve a lot of credit and they deal with a lot of the BS that we deal with and sometimes even more. So they definitely deserve all the thanks in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, before we wrap up, one thing that I am also thankful for is my own family. And part of it is because as going through this pandemic and having to deal with people, you know, everything else that we're going through, they've had to pick up like some burden. Like when I come home from work, I hop right in the shower. I do things like that. I don't handle my daughter because I don't want to pass it to her. I don't even like kiss my wife or anything like that. I just go right in, shower up and then go about my day. And that has put a burden on people like my wife who have to help take care of my daughter more and things like that. So I do want to say big thanks to her and the in-laws. They've helped babysit when we've had issues with uh, nannies and, you know, daycare, what what it is with this pandemic. So really the immediate family that we have around us is just all the more something we appreciate now as we're going through this pandemic. And I know with Thanksgiving, we're going to have some Zoom Thanksgivings and we shouldn't be out traveling, but I think it's worth noting that, you know, it does take a village and we're realizing that now since we can't go see our family as much as we want to on holidays like Thanksgiving. So big shout out to all of them for helping us healthcare workers get through this, even through the tears, the venting, the whatever it is, you know, just sitting there being there for us. I think that's something that is just not appreciated enough. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, as a student myself, I know my support system, like my family and my girlfriend have been, um, you know, just outstanding, helping me out, just, you know, helping me just event and get the stress off. Uh, you know, because it's just more stuff that that stresses us out every day because of COVID. And then, you know, so you definitely need some people to talk to. And it really does um, help make it a lot easier to be able to not like share your burden, but share that stress, you you know, you feel and get it out there, and you know, so you can get through it. Yeah. Sometimes being have, having someone there to vent with, you know, even though you're both venting on each other, 
is one hell of a stress relief. I know that helped me a lot when I was in college. It still helps me. Who am I kidding? That's why I go run and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, um, absolutely. Hopefully, you guys find this episode a little more lighthearted. Can find this something that you guys that is just kind of hits home a little more. And honestly, share with us what you guys are thankful for. That's what we are doing this for. We want to make sure we take this time of year and not be disappointed that we can't be with family because of this terrible infectious disease that's going around. But really kind of take inventory of what we have in our life that is so valuable and so close to us and what makes it better because taking that into the holiday season, into the new year and all these insurance changes and who knows what's going to happen with everything else in the new presidency as well. This, we need to look for ways that we can kind of get stress off our chest. And so I think that with Carl and I sitting here talking about what we're thankful for is a good way of doing that. So anything else you want to share with the listeners, Carl? I uh, know just, you know, I want to wish everybody a safe and happy Thanksgiving, you know, just obviously be safe with what you do and you know you know it might not be the decision you want to make but do what you what is best for everybody around you and you know if it's got to be a zoom thing then you know just unfortunately it's one of the many sacrifices we have to make right now but hopefully we'll be all back to normal soon yeah once those vaccines roll out it's going to speed up that process quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, if people want to have any questions about that stuff, feel free to hit me up. If you guys are having stress and you want to vent to me too, blow up my DMs on whatever social media platform you want, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. I'm always here to listen, especially to another pharmacist or pharmacy technician, because I get what you guys are going through. I might not respond super quick because I might be with my family or whatever, but I will definitely make sure to listen to if you guys have any any issues you need to share. I know mental health is a huge thing with this, with this pandemic and we've all had some level of exhaustion or burnout or depression with it or anxiety. So I think it's something we all understand. So listeners, if you have anything you want to share, share this episode, add it in comments, direct message, either one of us, but specifically me, since I have the platform and I can share whatever you guys want to share that goes along with things being thankful like this. So as always, thanks for listening to the Political Pharmacist Podcast, and hopefully you guys find some stuff you're thankful for that we didn't list off on this episode. Your prescription for pharmacy and politics.